We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, this is Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. There are many life changes that can happen after divorce that make it difficult or impossible to uphold requirements of your divorce decree. The orders issued in a divorce are based on the facts presented at that time, but the circumstances used in issuing those orders can obviously change. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. Hello, everyone. My name is Jeff Matson, and you are listening to the Denver Broncos version of the 2018 Team Preview Series for Rotoviz Radio. Today, I'm joined by Ryan O'Hallorhan, who covers the Denver Broncos with the Denver Post. He'll be telling us about the Denver Broncos training camp, including the addition of former Vikings QB Case Keenum, the return of Emmanuel Sanders, the rookies Cortland Sutton, Royce Freeman, and Jake Butt, and what it all might mean for your fantasy football team. After the interview, I will project Denver players using the Rotoviz apps. If you'd like to follow along, you will need access to an NFL pass to rotoviz.com, which you can now purchase at a 30% discount as a listener to this podcast. Just visit the Rotoviz radio homepage, rotoviz.com slash radio, and click the link to receive a 30% discount for an NFL season pass to rotoviz.com, where you will enjoy access to over 1,000 industry-leading articles and news, as well as our suite of over 20 proprietary apps. And new this year are very powerful draft tools, which include the Data Explorer, Projection Machine, and Draft Dashboard. Once again, head to rotaviz.com radio and click the link for a 30% discount. Now let's bring out the guest. Today I'm joined by Ryan O'Hallorhan, who covers the Denver Broncos for the Denver Post online, denverpost.com. Ryan, thanks for joining us today. Sure thing. So uh, obviously the big news in Denver this year is the addition of Viking quarterback Case Keenum. Uh, last year, Trevor Simeon struggled, eventually being benched for Brock Osweiler, who lost three games on his own. 
Uh, Broncos tried bringing in Paxton Lynch. He got injured, unfortunately, forcing the Broncos to let Simeon finish the season with a QB rating below 30. Uh, Keenum should be a decent upgrade, at least able to convert third downs and avoid sacks and turnovers. Uh, what do you think? How, how's Keenum looking, and how do you think the Broncos are going to fare with the, the new quarterback this year? Um, he's had a solid camp. Uh, you know, veteran guy, not a lot of starts, you know, but knows, knows where to go with the football, doesn't commit a lot of turnovers in practice. I think this passing game could be dynamic. Uh, they're still trying to figure out their run game, who's going to be their number one and two and three tailback. But I think they have a pretty good passing game with uh, Thomas Sanders, Cortland Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton, Jake Butt, Jeff Hyerman at all. Uh, so I think uh, Keenum will, he gets good protection like a lot of quarterbacks. He knows how to step up in the pocket, knows how to extend the play. I think he should uh, have a good season. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders struggled last year, uh, mostly because of quarterback play, but he also ended his season early with an ankle sprain. Uh, how's his ankle looking? Is he looking good? Uh, is Manny back? Sanders had great camp. Uh, I think he, you know, may have saw a little bit of the right down the wall. There's a new number two in town, but uh, to Sanders' credit, he's maybe been uh, you know, better than Demarius Thomas. Has not missed a, a practice because of injury yet. Okay, uh, so you mentioned Thomas too, uh, with 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 Case Keenum and uh, Sanders back to split coverage, and Thomas maybe uh, getting a little bit of help there. Uh, you think we can see Thomas kind of bounce back a little bit to his 2016 Pro Bowl self? Um, you know, maybe a thousand yards is a possibility. He got close last year, uh, but I think Thomas and Sanders realize that the the presence of Sutton may uh, keep their numbers down a little bit, but they may be able to make more impact plays. You know, both those guys, Thomas and Sanders, are pretty happy with Keenum because they know who the quarterback's going to be. They know he's a veteran. So, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, both those guys uh, could have uh, productive seasons. So you mentioned Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton. Uh, do you, will we see Sutton in the slot a lot, or do you think they want to put Sutton out wide and, and, and move Sanders to the slot more often? Um, they're teaching Sutton all three positions right now. Uh, they they, they want to take advantage of Sanders' speed on the outside. You know, that, and that would mean Cortland in the slot. But I think as you get closer to the red zone, you want Sutton on that sideline to run that fade route, win that 50-50 ball. But I think that's what gives Bill Musgrave some options is Sutton has been able to pick up the offense at three different spots so they can move people around. So you think uh, definitely Sutton as the third and, and maybe Hamilton uh, uh, maybe less frequently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sutton definitely third. I mean, he could even challenge for second. And then Hamilton's your definite fourth. Okay. Uh, Virgil Green is gone, traded to the Chargers. Uh, the Broncos have third-year tight end Jeff Hireman and rookie Jake Butt. Uh, is Musgrave going to try to get both tight ends on the field in the receiving game this year? Or uh, are either of these guys ready for a significant receiving role? Uh, I think both are. And I think you're going to see some two, to, two tight end stuff. That was something Bill did a lot in Oakland. Uh, you know, Hireman missed two weeks with a knee injury when he came back uh, this week and has looked sharp. Uh, but he's probably more your receiver guy at this point. Uh, he can create some matchup issues if you, if you uh, line him out wide against a linebacker or a safety. So it's a young tight end group, but uh, it definitely has some potential. Okay. Uh, you mentioned the run game. Uh, C.J. Anderson and Jamal Charles are both gone, leaving the Broncos with veteran Dante Booker and rookie Royce Freeman. Uh, Elway has described Freeman as a potential bell cow. Uh, do you think the Freeman will see the lion's share of the carries in the backfield? Uh, most likely. Uh, I mean, they're making it competitive for now with Devontae Booker. He could be a ceremonial starter in week one against Seattle. But when you look at the stat sheet after the game, Freeman should have more carries. 
uh, and that's why they drafted him in the third round. You know, Booker was not a big play guy, averaged less than four yards of carry, so they're going to try the committee approach. Uh, but I think Freeman's going to emerge as the leading carrier. How's Freeman doing with pass protection? Uh, you know, he's getting there. Uh, I mean, he got, he's, he, you know, he's big enough where he can at least get in the way and not get bull rushed. But being able to identify which guy to block and also doing some receiving out of backfield, that rule, I think, will determine whether he gets third down work because I think he, he's fine on first and second down. Now. Any of the uh, other guys, kind of the roster bubble guys, uh, behind those two? Well, interesting guy is Philip Lindsay, undrafted out of Colorado, hometown guy. They have him uh, getting tons of touches in practice. Uh, he can uh, you know, catch it. He can uh, run it a little bit, maybe kick return. I don't think he's a third down guy, so he, uh, that would be one thing to follow as camp progresses. Is, is uh, D'Angelo Henderson make it, or does Philip Lindsay make it, or do they both make it Win and carry four tailbacks and a fullback? Okay. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, the Broncos traded away Aqib Talib to the Rams, uh, signed fifth overall pick Bradley Chubb. Uh, what should fans expect to see from the defense of the 2018 Broncos? I think pass rush could be interesting. Uh, you know, they've lined up Chubb a lot at defensive end, even though they're a three-four base team. You know, get 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 him at defensive end where he can just go get the quarterback and beat. He's obviously big enough to play the run. I like him better there than at strong side linebacker. Uh, he, he should get some great matchups opposite of Von Miller. Uh, questions are inside linebacker. Todd Davis, Brad Marshall been nicked up a little bit during camp. They don't have a lot of depth there. Josie Jules, a rookie. And then uh, at corner, uh, they don't think they have a problem, but I think they do have a problem. Uh, Chris Harris is the number one for sure. Bradley Roby thrust in the number two role. Then after that, Tremaine Brock, Isaac Yadam, maybe C.J. Smith. So I think they have some uh, depth issues they may look at uh, once the preseason wraps up. All right, so Vegas has the Broncos line at seven wins. What do you what do you think about that? I know it's a tough division, but we got to. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I'll be a tepid over on that. I have them going nine seven, making a wild card. Chargers winning division, getting that uh, automatic spot. But uh, I think this is a wide open division. I think uh, Oakland's going to take a year to figure it out with John Gruden. I think Kansas City's going to maybe get uh, a little while to get going with Patrick Mahomes. Take an opportunity here is uh, the Broncos have to sneak into the playoffs. All right. Um, I guess that's all I have. I, I guess that went a little fast, but uh, thank you very much for the, for the phone call. I appreciate it. Okay. Take care now. All right, big thanks to our guest, Ryan O'Hallahan with the Denver Post, who gave us an insight into Denver Broncos training camp. When we return, we'll go over what he said and evaluate it for fantasy purposes. Don't go anywhere. As you know, the NFL season is quickly approaching. Get ready now with a subscription to Rotoviz NFL Pass, which you can get right now for 30% off. This discount is for listeners of the podcast only, and it's available right now through the NFL Podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our NFL content and tools. And best of all, it supports the pod. Again, be sure to get your 30% discount for an NFL pass at rotaviz.com slash podcast. All right, welcome back. 
Thank you to Ryan O'Hallahan from Denver Post for the good information. Now we're going to take what he said and we're going to fire up the Rotoviz projection machine. If you're following along with me, uh, you'll want to go to rotoviz.com. Uh, once you log in on the top, uh, next to our uh, apps window, you'll see the uh, Excel package uh, that Dave Cabin put together this year. Uh, it's a really good package. Hopefully you've worked with it a little bit. Uh, it's got the um, the projection machine, which I really like. It's also got the Stat Explorer, which is another tool I'll be using today, uh, and the Draft Dashboard, which is a really remarkable software. Uh, this is uh, really cool tools, and hopefully you've had a chance to play around with them. Uh, if you're having any trouble uh, on the rotaviz.com website, there's the message boards. Uh, you can also reach out to me on Twitter um, or any of the other Rotoviz people. We'd be happy to help you. Uh, these are really powerful tools. Uh, so right off the bat on the projection machine, you can see up at the top that the Broncos were last place in the AFC West last year at five and eleven. I'm gonna first. I'm gonna set the goal for the total offensive plays. Uh, the Broncos have been pretty steady with pace of play. Uh, the number of plays have been kind of around the same the last couple of years. I'm gonna assume that better play from the quarterback leads to fewer turnovers. Uh, hopefully that means a few more plays. So I'm gonna set it at 606 pass attempts. Uh, and 420 rush attempts, uh, which fits nicely into their historic numbers. Uh, as for quarterback rushing, Trevor Simeon last year scrambled on 7% of the plays, uh, but if you click over on the Minnesota tab, you'll see that Case, Keeman, Case Keenum also scrambled for 8% of his plays. Uh, so I'll leave that uh, at 8%. Um, obviously, <laughs> Case Keenum is not Nick Foles, so he doesn't receive a lot of passes. Uh, so I'll set the reception to 0 for QB1. Uh, going down to running backs, uh, last year C.J. Anderson uh, was the RB1, got 54% of the carries, and Devontae Booker as RB2 got 17%. I think that by the end of the season, Freeman might have more than 54% of the work. I think he might be the bell cow back, uh, as uh, the coach said. Uh, but I think at the beginning of the season, um, like Ryan said, uh, Booker will be the ceremonial starter and uh, we'll probably get a little bit more of the workload up front. Uh, so it's difficult to say kind of when that transition will happen and how it'll work out. Uh, so I, I think this is a good split. So I'm going to leave the split the way it is. I'm going to leave it at 54% for Anderson and 17% for Booker. And then um, last year in Minnesota, uh, Lat Murray uh, uh, had 3% of the receptions, uh, but McKinnon had 13% of the receptions. Uh, C.J. Anderson and Booker both got about 7%. So I'm going to kind of blend all those numbers, and I think seven's a good number. So I'm going to leave the target receptions uh, at 7% uh, for both Booker and Freeman. Uh, Ryan mentioned that uh, there was an undrafted free agent, Philip Lindsay, uh, was turning some heads, uh, but he didn't really feel like he was a, a, a very serious threat at number three. Uh, he might get some plays. He might get some work and some... Uh, some, some special uh, trick plays and things, uh, but he's not going to get a significant workload. Uh, so I really think those two are going to pick up the, the, the lion's share of the carries. Uh, so I'm okay with uh, bumping Freeman and Booker up a little bit. I'm going to bump Freeman up to 57% and Booker to 24% of the carries. Going down to wide receiver, um, Manny Sanders has been averaging about nine targets a game for the past three years. Uh, last year, he only got seven of course, with his angle injury, he didn't finish all the games last year. Um, he hasn't completed 16 year, uh, games for some time. Uh, Demarius Thomas also received nine targets a game. Uh, last year, the market share broke down as Thomas at 25% and 
and Sanders at 23%, with Benny Fowler at 10%. So I think Sutton, uh, from what Ryan tells us, uh, Sutton is uh, playing with the ones. He's going to be in the in the slot sometimes. Uh, they're going to get him involved in the red zone. Uh, so I think he's a big upgrade over Fowler. So I'm going to put Sutton in at 15%. I think that's pretty good for a rookie. Um, but you did hear how high everyone is, is on Sutton. Uh, he was a high draft pick and uh, he's a talented receiver. Uh, so if all goes well for him, I, I think that that's, that's reasonable. Uh, both the tight ends, um, are blocking tight ends. They might get a few receptions here and there, but neither one is going to play a significant role in the passing game. Uh, so I put them both at 5%, which is right where Green and Hireman were last year. So, uh, Hireman got about 20 targets last year. Uh, I think Jake Butt could get maybe more, but probably about the same. Uh, if my assumption about the offense playing more plays in 2018 with fewer sacks and interceptions is true, uh, then that means that both Demarius Thomas and Manny could see even more volume than last year, uh, which would be pretty remarkable. Demarius Thomas had 140 targets last year, so if I project him just a little bit higher than that, um, actually I projected him, it comes out at 143. Uh, and Manny only had 92, but he only played 12 games, so... If he sees a full 16 games, I'm, I'm giving him over 100 targets. I'm going to project him in for 110 targets. Um, you heard Ryan say that he thought that uh, Sanders has a chance to outperform Demarius this year. Uh, he's looking really good in camp, so so that would be really good. Uh, the thing is, is that both Thomas and Sanders uh, both have a very good opportunity to be 1,000-yard receivers this year. Uh, the downside is touchdowns. Uh, Thomas had only five touchdowns last year, uh, and Sanders only two. Thomas hasn't had more than five touchdowns since 2014, uh, so it's hard for me to say that in his age 31 season that he's going to uh, do a lot more than that. Um, I could put him in for six. Uh, Sanders could also get five, uh, and I put Sutton in for three as well. So overall, I have quarterback Case Keenum at 550 pass attempts with 302 completions. Uh, that's a 55% completion rate. Comes out to 3,500 yards, 3,475. 23 touchdowns and 7 interceptions for 363 fantasy points. I got Demarius Thomas at 143 targets for 93 receptions for 1,200 yards and 6 touchdowns for 248 fantasy points. Uh, that would be a pretty good season for Demarius Thomas. And then Manny Sanders, I gave him 110 targets uh, based on his completion percentage. That gives him to 72 receptions for 930 yards and 5 touchdowns for 194 fantasy points. And Cortland Sutton, I think, is a pretty good sleeper, kind of in plain sight, uh, because I've seen him going very, very late in drafts. But um, I think I, I projected him in at 83 targets, which seems high for a rookie. But talking to Ryan and, and hearing the hype and, and putting it into the, the, the forecast machine, uh, I think that's possible. Uh, other rookies in the last five years that have gotten 83 targets uh, would be people like Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Keelan Cole, Tate Sharp, Robert Woods. Uh, so that sounds about right to me. I think uh, for for an early round pick um, like Cortland Sutton that's expected to be involved, um, I think that's pretty good. So I gave him 83 targets for 50 receptions uh, for 600 yards and three touchdowns. That's 127 fantasy points. Uh, so I think that could be, I think Cortland Sutton could be a pretty good pickup in your draft. Uh, of course, I think that Manny also, because... Um, the difference in ADP between Demarius Thomas and Manny Sanders is a couple of rounds, but I think it, you could really see how doing the projections that that Manny could get very close to Demarius Thomas, if not more. Uh, they're almost the same receiver. They, they split work almost equally. 
Um, but you're getting a couple rounds discount. So I think um, I, I still like Demarius Thomas. I think that's a good projection. Uh, but I like Manny and Cortland uh, relative to their ADP. I think they provide very good value. Uh, for the running backs, it's difficult because Freeman's a rookie, but uh, I give I give Freeman 240 attempts uh, for just a, sh- a hair under 1,000 yards, 958 yards. I also gave him 27 receptions and a total of four touchdowns rushing and three on the ground um, receiving uh, for 186 fantasy points. And I think with Freeman, you're also getting good value. I've seen him going very late in drafts. I don't think there's a lot of rookies going ahead of him that don't have as clear of a path to starting that he does. Uh, so I think that he can certainly, I don't think that he'll be like an RB1 or anything, but I think he could certainly be a flex starter uh, with, with good upside because uh, he's a very talented runner. Uh, we've seen his ability in preseason. I don't know if you guys saw some highlights uh, of him just dragging the whole team along. He's a very strong, uh, powerful back, and uh, um, I think he has a really good opportunity uh, for a lot of upside. And you're getting him, geez, in the sixth or seventh round, so uh, he could be a really good uh, pickup for your team. Uh, I gave Booker 109 fantasy points worth of 100 attempts for about 400 yards and three touchdowns. Um, I don't really see Booker as being a significant threat. Uh, if anything, he's sort of a bridge because he's a veteran presence. So if Freeman has any kind of fumbling problems or um, obviously if he's if he's injured or, or uh, has trouble with pass protection and they take him out of the game, uh, Booker will be in to spell him. Uh, but I really think Freeman uh, is the, – the plan is to give Freeman the ball as much as he can possibly handle it. All right, so then that's that's all I have today. That's my um, projections for the 2018 Denver Broncos. Um, I know that that's not you know super scientific, but I think it's good to kind of see how we come up with these projections. Uh, we use the tools. The tools help us to kind of see if anything looks out of whack or doesn't doesn't seem right, uh, and then we can adjust those things. Uh, we can talk to people familiar with the team. We can watch tape and kind of figure out what we think each player is going to do. So that's kind of my process and how I come up with these projections. Uh, feel free to reach out with me on Twitter if you want to argue with me, if you think that uh, my rankings are terrible. I'd love to get involved in a, in a Twitter battle with you. So uh, thanks again for our guest today, Ryan O'Hallahan, and thank you all for joining me today on this special edition of the Denver Broncos Road of His Radio. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the 2018 Team Preview Series. Our assistant executive producer is Colm Kelly. Our executive producer is Matthew Friedman. Please rate and review the Road of His Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Contact us via email, roadofhisradio at gmail.com, and follow us on Twitter at Road of His Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Road of His at a 30% discount through the Road of His Radio homepage, roadofhis.com slash podcast. Welcome to the Subway ad for $2.99 subs. How would you like it? Uh, I'll take Drill Sergeant, please. You got it. All right, now listen up. I want each and every one of you to drop and give me a six-inch meatball marinara. Cold cut combo. Veggie delight. Or black forest ham on your choice of bread with any veggies you want for just $2.99 each. Subway! Make it what you want at participating restaurants. Additional charge for extras plus applicable tax. No additional discounts or coupons may be applied. 
This September at local area Subway restaurants, your meal purchase will help our neighbors in need. Purchase a sub, drink, and chips and help us donate 200,000 meals to local Feeding America food banks. Subway meal includes any sub, salad, or wrap with any drink and chips or two cookies. For every two meals purchased through September 30th, participating Subway restaurants will donate one meal up to 200,000 meals to San Francisco and East North South Bay Area food banks. One meal is the monetary equivalent of 10 cents. Meals secured by Feeding America on behalf of local member food banks. So pick up a great meal and make a difference in the community.